Hello, and welcome to the Onside Kick Family Hour. This is your host, Ryan Van Bibber. And I forgot to record an introduction for our very special AFC South preview, but we did record the preview nonetheless, Stephen and I did, this week. And without further ado, let's get you into the AFC South preview for 2016. Enjoy it, everybody. Stephen, let's, uh, let's turn now to the other division not uh historically one of the um more illustrious divisions in the nfl in recent years the afc south but you know what this should be a fun year for the afc south i think so too i mean the jaguars should be good the titans have i mean the titans for i mean talk about the raiders getting better the titans all of a sudden have some talent and you know luck's back for the colts the texans by any stretch, I don't think look like a bad team per se. So it's a uh, it's kind of wide open. So here's maybe the weirdest thing about that is that this might be a year where the AFC South has top to bottom the best quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> think about that for a minute. <laughs> you got Bortles, you got uh, uh, Andrew Luck, of course. You got uh, um, what's it, Mariota. And, and and you got Osweiler, who you know we still are, are are not quite sure about, but showed some flashes last year for the Broncos. Yeah, I mean that that could be a very strong division for quarterbacks this year. And look, <laughs> you'd have got laughed at saying that two or three years ago, <laughs> right? It, yeah. Seriously, but then you look at you look at the AFC, and uh, yeah. Uh, I, I, I'm saying that that could definitely be the case. Really, the, to me, the, the the guy that could be the difference maker in, in separating them from maybe the AFC East would be Oswald. If he has yeah. a big year and he looked pretty decent last week, um, yeah, they could have top to bottom the best quarterbacks in the AFC. Yeah. And Osweiler, you know, he's got – I mean, it's amazing to me still when you go back and look at what DeAndre Hopkins did last season with whatever shit they had at quarterback last year, the revolving door of Ryan Mallett and Brian Hoyer and what's his face and who's his, what's his butt. You know what I mean? And, and and Deandre Hopkins still had 1500 damn yards. Right. And, 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 and that's the thing is like, (laughs) it's not going to be hard, very hard for Osweiler. If he's smart enough to just throw the ball up to Deandre to, to have a big year. And they've added some pretty good talent in yeah. in Houston. So he's got some weapons around him too. Yeah. Um, to me, like the question I have is, is 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 if his mechanics hold up. That was my big problem with him last year mm-hmm. with the Broncos is he, he would have a strong first half, and then the second half his, his mechanics would fail him. He would start uh, rushing his throws. He would start seeing the rush a little bit too much. But if he can get that under control, and look, he's he's with the guy that's supposed to be the quarterback whisperer and 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 uh, O'Brien. Yeah. So uh, yeah, he 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 could very easily be a guy who puts up big numbers without hash, actually having to do a whole lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. It's and and you know a, a guy on that team that's getting. I mean, again, I, I hate this. You know, I don't want to read too much into preseason hype, but Lamar Miller's getting talked about a lot. 
And see, the thing is, I, I pretty much like Lamar Miller in Miami. I know a lot of people didn't. Yeah. Um, but I was kind of always dumbfounded why they didn't use him more in Miami. I thought he was one of their better players, and they never really act like act like acted like it on a consistent basis. Mm-hmm. But you know, uh, in Houston, he should get plenty of opportunities. You know, they're going to run the football there. Yeah, a lot, uh, a lot. And so he he should get plenty of opportunities there. And that's why I say. Brock Osweiler, in theory at least, should have a very easy year this year because mm-hmm. he's got plenty of talent in the backfield. They also have Alfred Blue, who just came back. They have uh, Jonathan Grimes, who was like the star of their uh, um, hard knocks last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and then you got all these wide receivers, man. Jalen Strong, uh, Cecil Shorts, the and then you got the rookies Fuller and, and Braxton. Yeah. And Fuller had a big game last last week, and you know uh, was catching everything that was thrown to him. So maybe he's gotten over his drops problem. Uh, they have a lot of talent. The, the offensive line has some question marks. Uh, you know, I think they've had some injuries up front, and then you know Dwayne Brown, I think, was hurt last year. Um, so. You could legitimately question how well that their offensive line will play, mm-hmm. but when it comes to like not having to do too much, I think that that Osweiler is in a similar position to Carr, where he, he pretty much won't have to go out and win a whole bunch of games by himself. Yeah, he he'll be able to make some you know throw it to a guy like. DeAndre, where you just throw it in his vicinity, he's going to catch it. Yeah. And you got other guys who who should be running wide open on the underneath stuff. Like Braxton is really coming on, even though he's a rookie. He he really looks like yeah, he does. You know, he doesn't even really play receiver that long, but he looks like a seasoned vet on those underneath routes. And then you can turn around and hand the ball off, you know, thirty, forty times a game to guys like Miller and Blue. Yeah. So. Um, he he's set up to to be able to have a pretty big year this year in Houston as long as he just avoids the big mistakes. Yeah, and they'll need that on offense because you have a question now in Houston. I mean, I think the big thing is, you know, the injury to JJ Watt and how long he'll be out. And then when he does come back, how how close to 100% he will be. Cuz it's a back injury and he had back surgery and and we've talked about this before. That's not you know, even if he does come back week one or week two, week three, which sort of seems to be the thought of timeline now, you know, a herniated disc is a surgery on a herniated disc is a big deal for what he does. Yeah, um, because it it, 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 I can't even stress to you how much you use your back and everything that you do when it comes to defensive line. Yeah. But that's even doubly so for a guy like J.J. Watt, who a lot of his success, he's just so physically dominant um, against other players. I'm not saying that he runs over guys all the time, but he he does do it some. Um, but, but he's a guy who's that big, but is able to dip and rip and get around offensive tackles. Yeah. Which ain't which, – Really supposed to happen, right? You supposed if you when you get to be hit size, normally you you supposed to be a bull rush guy for the most part, and that's it. But he he has the ability to to bend and get around the corner, and and with the back injury, that that bend might might uh, uh, kind of go away. 
Like yeah. being able to rip and stay low and, and all those uh, moves where he really torques his body, those, uh, uh, you know, when he's uh, slap and rip and all this kind of stuff and those arm overs. Yeah. Every time he does all this stuff, he's turning the trunk of his body and putting pressure on his back. Yeah. So uh, just is there's nothing that you could point to that he does well that you wouldn't say that a back injury is a part of, like mm-hmm. we're having an effect on. Yeah. So it will be, in my personal opinion, I would take it so slow with him. Like I would be ultra careful with this guy. Yeah. Because you can easily throw him back out there too early and he gets hurt again. And all, now all of a sudden this becomes a recurring deal with him. Yeah. Just because, like I said, everything he does is going to put, put pressure on his back. Yeah. So um, you really want to make sure this guy is 100% healthy before he gets back, or he might not ever be the same J.J. Watt again. Yeah. Well, and and, and the good news with that for the Texans is, I mean, they still have Whitney Marcellus, obviously. Um, but they also have uh, Jadeveon Clowney, who looks uh, a lot like the Clowney you remember from college football days as opposed to, you know, the guy that's sort of been dealing with injuries constantly throughout his career so far in the NFL. But, I mean, he looks fucking badass right now. He really does. And and, and, uh, Clown is going to be one of my breakout players. Look, just about everybody's picking him to to be a breakout player, so that's probably not news to anybody. Yeah. But, But the thing of it is, is that, you go back and you look at his history and, and and the thing I think a lot of people forget is that he hasn't been healthy since the first game of his final season in South Carolina. Yeah. Literally. He gets hurt that first game at the end of the game where a guy cheap shots him and, and, and hurts his ankle. Then at some point along the line, he ends up with a sports hernia that he just described as like his side was hurting. Yeah. And that happened him the rest of that season. He didn't even find out about it until after like the draft process had started. He didn't get surgery, I think, until after he was drafted. Yeah. By the Texans. And then, of course, we know that that first season he gets hurt, has the micro fracture surgery on his knee, which is supposed, supposed to be somewhat of a death sentence to yeah. football players. When it comes to their explosiveness, um, and, and all the while throughout all of this, he isn't—he hasn't been able to practice and hone his craft. Yeah, like when 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 Clowney was coming out, the one thing that I felt strongly about was that he was going to have to get better with his technique mm-hmm. because he was this physical freak who was big, strong, and fast, and and just ridiculously quick for a guy that size, but he was pretty fucking terrible when it came to his hands. Like he, he just really didn't have any actual pass shorts moves to speak of. Yeah. Um, and, and, and not only that, I didn't think he used his hands well as a run defender either. I, I thought that a lot of times he got pushed around when he shouldn't have. So the, the, because he's been so, hurt since he's you know going all the way back to his college years he hasn't been on the field enough to work on those kinds of things mm-hmm. he really hasn't been on the field enough to to develop a pass or smooth but what he has done and it's apparent on the field is 
He's been in the fucking weight room now. <laughs> that dude <laughs> yeah, is strong yes. as a damn ox. And you saw it a little bit last year on film. Like, he was jacking up tight ends like it wasn't anything. Yeah. When he was healthy last year, when he wasn't, you know, banged up or nicked up, that dude was 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 tossing guys around. But he still didn't have the technique. But now what you see is, since he had a whole offseason to finally actually work on his technique and his craft, now – He's a county that we expected to see coming out. Mm-hmm. Now he's, he's he's got the explosiveness back uh, after a year removed, more than a year removed from the microfracture surgery. Yeah. Now he's, his hands have gotten better, and now he's still strong as a damn ox too. Yeah. And so uh, last week we saw him use a lot of bull rush uh, moves, but he also had a, a couple finesse moves that impressed me as well. One one where he basically, the offensive lineman had to tackle him because he, he went inside him so quick, uh, the guy couldn't handle him. Now, yeah. they didn't call it. <laughs> the referee in this offseason, I mean, this preseason, <laughs> is definitely not in regular season form either, right? <laughs> These guys are something else. I mean, right in front of the ref, too. But um, he's starting to be that guy. And so it, the thing of it is is that you always have to have your fingers crossed, though. Yeah. Right? Because he, he didn't even play the first preseason game because uh, his knee was a little sore. Yeah. Uh, I, the one from the microfracture surgery. And I, I imagine that's going to be a case for a while as far as that knee uh, is always going to kind of, you know, have days where it's a little bit sore for him. Yeah. Uh, so you still wonder if the guy's ever going to be able to reach that potential that that we all saw uh, when he was in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. But it, it now it, it's strictly about health. Yeah. Because he's shown that he can be a bad, you know what, when he's healthy now. <laughs> yeah. Like without a doubt, he ran right over the damn right tackle last last week, uh, Zach Streif, and Zach Streif. It, it has been a fixture right tackle for the Saints for uh, I think like a decade now. Yeah, he ran slap ass over him like literally, <laughs> and, and almost got got a sack on Breed. Ran ran right over and- Andrews Pete at left tackle to get the sack on Breed. Uh huh. Like just exploded into him like a mat truck, and, and it's not an exaggeration at all. So he's shown that he can be dominant now, the dominant player that was befitting of the number one pick in the draft. But you just got to have, like, he ought to have all kind of rabbit's foots and, (laughs) you know, rabbit's and and horseshoes and all kind of lucky charms around his house. Because if he can stay healthy, man, I, I think the guy could be a Pro Bowl guy this year. Yeah, I think he can go to the Pro Bowl this year if he can stay healthy. But it's just, that if is always going to follow him around until he plays a full sixteen game season. Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and I I guess I for I mean you know forget, but you know you it's always sort of shocking to think that this is only his third season and this will only be his third season in the NFL. I know it seems like we've been talking about Clowney for a long time, but uh, that should be it should be a fun year to watch Clowney now. I want to ask you about the Jet. The, another, like uh, like Oakland, another team that's gotten a lot of people talking about of this offseason. And we've talked about it a little bit before because they had such a killer run through the draft and free agency, but that's the Jaguars. 
I th- well, the the Jags again, they're a little bit like um, the Raiders in that a couple years ago, you look at at, at the the Jaguars roster and they just looked terrible on paper. Yeah, right. They they, they didn't look. <laughs> There was nothing about them on paper that said playoff team or anything <laughs> like that. Uh, and then just, you know, a couple years later, now in 2016, you look at their roster and it's more like you should definitely make the playoffs with this kind of roster. Yeah. And that's why there's so much, there's going to be so much pressure on Gus Bradley this year. Because to me, I think a good head coach, this team could go deep into the playoffs. Yeah, I mean, hell, who has a better receiving core than they, than they do, top to bottom? Yeah, exactly. And, and I'm talking about you include the tight ends. They got two guys who who would be like not just um, starters, but but figure prominently into any offense. When you're talking about Julius Thomas and Mercedes Lewis, they're tight end. But those guys, while they're very good. The wide receivers are so good, uh, oftentimes people don't even bring up the tight end. Yeah. <laughs> right? And then you and then you, you brought in Chris Ivory, who, who runs like a ball of butcher knives. <laughs> and and you already Yeldon got TJ Yeldon. Denard Robinson is holding on as, as like a scat back. Yeah. Their offense, again, and I think I've said this before this offseason, I'm sorry, but you, you, their skill positions are as talented as any team in the league. Like, yeah. I'll stack them up, and we can go back and forth with any team you want to name in the league. Pound for pound, their skill positions are as good or better. Yeah. Um, that's, just, that's just the honest to goodness truth. So, um, uh, that's just on offense. But... And, and, and I know uh, when I said this before, a lot of people, you know, they didn't take it kindly, I guess. <laughs> or they, or, Did you ever they, run in with Jags Twitter? No, no I, it wasn't Jags Twitter. It was actually Texans Twitter. Oh, gotcha. I said that on the flip side of it, quiet is kept. They might have the best defense in the division, too. Yeah. Because now you got Dante Fowler coming back, and, and by all accounts, he has been impressive this preseason. He definitely looks like he's back to bending like a rubber band man yeah. come around the corner. I don't know that it necessarily it has um, been as evident in games yet, but in practice, he's definitely been tearing it up. You got Malik Jackson. Now, who I think is going to be an excellent three technique. I actually think they should use him some at defensive end too, but he's going to be the starting three technique. Uh, you got Tillman Smith, who, who's underrated, but a, a hell of a player. Yeah. And you got Miles Jack. <laughs> yeah. And then you got Jalen Ramsey. Then you got Jonathan Cyprian. Then you brought in Tashawn Gibson from Cleveland. Yeah. Right? They have a bunch of fucking talent on their defense. And some guys that can get at it, get after. And a guy who I really think is an X factor for them, quiet as kept, is Cinderic Marks. Yeah. Cinderic Marks, a couple years ago, before he had a couple injuries, was one of the top defensive tackles in the league. Yeah. And, 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 and I think most people, myself included, felt like 
he was going to be a guy that got a, a big contract extension and and be go to Pro Bowls and stuff like that. Then he ends up getting hurt a couple of times. But if, if, if the preseason is any indication, he is back. Like, mm-hmm. he, he, he was very dominant last week against the Bucks. Now it's the Bucks, so we're going to salt. But he was in the backfield all night. And so if, if he is back to form and if he can stay healthy – then you can move Malik Jackson back out the defensive end side. Yeah. And then you can rush both of them together at the same time inside on passing down. And that's going to make them even more dominant of a defense. Yeah. And then you got Sheldon Day, another rookie for them, who, who's really uh, uh, stood out. Uh, and Tyson Alualu, he just kind of <laughs> just are still around. <laughs> He's the guy that, you know, they picked him in the first round. I don't, I don't know that Jazz Twitter ever fully uh, embraced Alualu. I don't know if they ever really happened with the guy. But he's still around, right? They can't get rid of him. The, the guy's always there. Yeah. So um, while, while everybody's talking about how explosive their offense is, and obviously I just did the same thing. Yeah. Forget how good this defense can be. Because now I, I don't see an obvious uh, 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 weak link on their defense. Yeah. Normally, most years you can go back in the archives and look at their starting lineups. You're like, yeah, that guy right there, you can probably pick on him. <laughs> I don't see that guy on this lineup anymore. And especially if Miles Jack, Miles Jack has played pretty good this preseason. If he keeps coming on strong with, with, with the, as athletic as he is, and as strong as he is, man, this defense could be not just one of the best in the AFC South, but maybe one of the best in the league. Yeah. So it's going to come down to coaching. Plain and simple. If Gus Bradley can't win with this bunch, Gus Bradley just can't win. Yeah. He, he wasn't given this kind of a, a roster when he first signed on. So, uh, you know, you kind of – couldn't hold everything against him, but now he's got one of the better rosters in the league. Yeah. It's time for him to go ahead and, and show. I don't give a shit if Andrew Luck is back or not. This defense should be able to hold it down against Andrew Luck enough where that offense can tear the coach defense up. Yeah. I, I don't want to hear shit about Andrew Luck or anything like that. The the Jaguars to me should be the favorites in this division. If you look, if you just look on paper, top to bottom, I, I don't see another team in their in their in their division that should that should contend with them. Quite honestly, no. I mean, there's nobody has this kind of talent just up and down the roster like they do in that division. It's 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 amazing when you go. I mean, like you said, you just think back. Three or four years ago, what the Jags? I mean, I don't even. I wonder how many of those guys on the Jags roster from 2012 are still in the NFL, even you know, or starting <laughs> at the very many. least. Probably not many. Yeah. Now, that's well, the fun thing about like a site like Our Lads. You can go back and look at different rosters mm-hmm. years before, and then you look at like you know uh, old Jaguars roster, and you're like, ew. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not. <laughs> it's not much to look at. No, not at all. <laughs> um, well, you mentioned Locke and the Colts, and 
you know, outside of Andrew Luck, and obviously, you know, they have some weapons there for him, but man, I, that, and now with the injury to Vontae Davis, and it sounds like it's one of those injuries where nobody knows exactly how long he's going to be out. Cornerback Vontae Davis, obviously. Um, the Colts look like they could be in trouble, man. Or well, at least they're, they don't look like they're in a situation. I mean, I know, you know, when you have a quarterback like Andrew Luck, if he can really, you know, get over some of the, if he's over the injuries and over some of the, you know, his tendencies to really sort of make some kind of mis- boneheaded mistakes when he has the ball in his hand. But that could be, I mean, you know, they can still win with that. But, man, that's a, it's not the most talented roster in that division, to say the least. Well, you know, uh, the offensive line, which we've been talking about the offensive line forever, it seems like, mm-hmm. still to me isn't a dominant group or even close. Um, one of their better players is Hugh Thornton, and he's been hurt yeah. most of this season. Um, they lost Kobe Fleener at tight end. Yeah. So uh, I think he averaged some like 50 catches a year while he was there. Um, and, and, and you got, and I love Frank Gore. Don't get me wrong. I love Frank Gore. Frank Gore is like 40 years old though. <laughs> yeah. And behind him, you have Robert Turbin. So, uh, you know, the running back situation ain't necessarily the greatest either. Yeah. Uh, but, but, you know, the thing of it is, is it, it, again, with the Andrew Luck situation, it 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 it's it. It'll be interesting to see how it plays out. I put it that way, because mm-hmm. we talked about it earlier this off season. You never really seen a guy have the kind of year he had last season mm-hmm. get paid the way he got paid after that. Like he got he had a terrible fucking season, and ends up being the highest play, paid player in the NFL. That just doesn't usually happen. Yeah. Now they had to do it because it just happened to fall that way, the timing of it, right? And, and of course, they have to believe that last year was an anomaly because he was hurt. But people get injured all the time, especially quarterbacks. So what if it wasn't an, an anomaly? And even if it was an anomaly, he even when he was playing well, he had those turnover issues, yeah. you know? Like he would throw quite a few interceptions. Uh, it looked like it, right at the point where it looked like he was getting over that was when all of a sudden last year happened. Yeah. So um, we talk about how good Andrew Luck is, but in a lot of instances, we do that overlooking some of his his deficiencies as well. Yeah. And we all do it because we the best of Andrew Luck is just amazing. Yeah. Like when he's on, he's a joy to watch. Because he can do it all. He's, he's, he's a lot more mobile than he probably gets credit for. And, shit, I've seen him run over people before. Yeah, he's when, a when big he dude. Off. He can make all the throws. Um, and so when, when you can do that, when, when you have that kind of ability, of course sometimes there's going to cover for some deficiencies. Mm-hmm. But now after you become the highest paid player in the NFL – People tend to stop giving you passes, right? Yeah. <laughs> People tend to all of a sudden have a much more critical eye when it comes to you. And so they, they just paid you all this money. Now, if the coach don't, don't succeed, 
guess who's going to get a whole lot of criticism? Yeah. And I don't know that all of it would be warranted because they, they, they're not a team that you look at and say it has this fantastic roster. Yeah. Look, I, lo- I love Robert Mathis to death t- too, but he's another guy that's like 40 years old, but he's the team's best pass rusher. Mm-hmm. That shouldn't happen. <laughs> that shouldn't happen. And, 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 and obviously uh, the coach believe that way too. They've tried to draft his successor and stuff like that. But it hasn't happened. Yeah. Uh, and so you, you're stuck with the guy who, don't get me wrong, Robert Mathis still plays at a very high level. But Father Time is undefeated. I'll say that every single time we have this podcast because it's true. <laughs> it's going to catch up with you, man. When your best pass rusher is an older guy who's, you know, had a, a torn Achilles and, and had his own share of in, injuries. And for that matter, has always been undersized. Yeah. Relative. That is a problem. Yeah. Now you got Vontae Davis. I don't think there's any question. He's the best defensive player the Colts have. Yeah. Who's hurt. And like you said, who knows when he comes back? At least <laughs> a month is the official. You know what I mean? At least. Feel, Right. And to fill in that gap, who do you sign? Yeah. Fucking Antonio Cromarty, <laughs> who also is old and also has injury issues. <laughs> like, seriously, what, what, what are they thinking? <laughs> you want to have veteran leadership, I get that part, but where are the young guys? What, yeah. what, are, what are the guys that you would expect to play 16 games? Because I don't expect... Crow Marty to play 16 games this year. And it doesn't look like Vontae Davis will be able to either for mm-hmm. that matter. Robert Mathis, is he going to play 16 games? I, I, very doubtful. So then you, you you get further than that and you start being like, when you start looking at the roster, you're like, okay, who is this? Never heard of him. Who is this? Never heard of him. Seriously. Or or this guy, well, shit, he's a cast off, isn't he? You know, yeah. I'm looking at Patrick like, hmm, that's the guy that didn't didn't work out for another team, right? Yeah. When they, the Chargers of all freaking teams, right? So, um, you know, now the flip side of it is, if the Colts can win with a roster that doesn't look too hot, then yeah, you're gonna give them a little bit more credit. Now you're gonna give Andrew Luck a little bit more credit and say. You know, well, he really led his team yeah. uh, to all these victories. But they, they're they kind of like caught in this situation where they had this window where they were the class of that division, I think. It, you know, if for no other reason than they had Andrew Luck. Yeah. But then also Blink and also all these other teams have a franchise quarterback too. Yep. And, and wouldn't you know it, some of these other teams also all of a sudden – have a better roster than they have, top to bottom. Oh, I mean, I think every team in that division really does. Maybe not the Titans, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Like, the, the, even the Titans, to me, <coughs> now, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not really sold on this whole exotic Smash Mouth thing, but but we're going to see. <laughs> you know, they got, a, they got their own Incredible Hulk in the backfield, that's for sure, uh, with, the, with the kid out of uh, Alabama. He, he looks like the real Henry. deal now. Yeah, Derek Henry, and yeah. I was I was wondering about that because I thought I knew that so many people um, were questioning whether he could could be successful on the next level because they felt like 
he wasn't quite quick enough or whatever. But from for me, even though I don't do breakdowns on running backs, I watch everybody. Yeah. And to me, he looked legit. So I've been patiently waiting to see, look, could he transfer that from the college game to the pro game? And he might actually have ended up in the perfect spot because they're going to run the football downhill. Yeah. And, and, and they're going to let him run behind a fullback song. And that's something that he really probably didn't do enough in college, just to be honest with you. Yeah. And so now you got a guy leading up in front of Derrick Henry. And he's coming downhill at you. Hey, man, <laughs> good luck. Good luck. So, uh, you know, and even uh, Murray for them is looking pretty good right now. Yeah. So, but, but you know, talent-wise, I, I think that they have some question marks. Maybe talent-wise, they're probably on par, I think, top to bottom with the coach. Yeah. Um, the the defense certainly agent. isn't loaded in Tennessee. you got to say right. that. Right. Uh, now, they, they do have uh, – um, Casey. Yeah, Jarrell Casey is a man now. He's a grown-ass man. <laughs> yeah. uh, I thought somebody didn't have him rank or have him on a list of, of like, the best defensive players. I'm like – yeah, you're smoking something. And, and <laughs> it ain't weed because weed ain't strong enough to make you forget about uh, Jarrell Casey. Um, but but uh, at least so they say. <laughs> but, 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 but what does it say, though, when, when, you, when you pull it back and say, look, the Jaguars and Texans almost definitely, at least on paper, have a better roster than the Colts. And maybe the only team in their division that they have – an advantage over talent wise is the Tennessee Titans. Yeah. Like again, how did they get here? Yeah. How did they get here? It it, it, it kind of boggles your mind. So um <clears throat> it's crazy to think this, but they definitely could be the bottom of the division this year. Yeah. A year in the same year where they made their quarterback the highest paid player in the league. I don't think it's out of the realm of possibility that they could be at the bottom of the league, even if he stays completely healthy for 16 games. Yeah. Well, and that's, and that's kind of the, you know, that's the other weird offseason story with the Colts is like, here they are, you look at this roster and you think, what in the hell happened over the years? Because I mean, they haven't had a lot of high draft picks because they've managed to rattle off, what, you know, two, 11, two or three, maybe 11 win seasons since they drafted Luck. But they extend. They gave contract extensions to the head coach and general manager, who, by all accounts, couldn't even be in the same room with each other last year. And then you look at the roster, and it's just like, uh, holy shit! <laughs> and you just hey, gave sure. this guy a contract extension. <laughs> I mean, look, look, this team was in the AFC Championship two years ago. Yeah, it, 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 <clears throat> it's easy to forget that. But they were in the AFC Championship game two years ago. Now, Andrew Luck threw them out of that game. Yeah. Don't tell nobody. <laughs> but they were in the AFC Championship game two years ago, and now their roster, look, they, they got, uh, I love uh, T.Y. Hilton um, and, and Dante Moncrief. I, I, I was very high on Philip Dorsett coming out uh, when I did the, 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 the breakdown on him. Mm-hmm. I like Dwayne Allen. Uh, Jack Doyle's going to be my breakout player. I think they they do have some talent at the skill positions, but like I said, you got Frank Gore and Robert Turbin as your one number one and number two running backs. Like, 
okay, they're serviceable, but who who in the AFC South would trade their top two running backs for the coach top two running back? Yeah. Nobody. Nobody. So, again, it's like, how did they get here? It, it, it kind of kind of makes you wonder. Like, seriously, it, it, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I was looking, I, I almost forgot. Uh, when you get past Robert Mathis, then I got Trent Cole, who's also older, an older yeah. guy, right? So uh, if 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 uh, if Robert Mathis goes down, then you bring in an old Trent Cole. Yeah, where are the young guys, man? Where where's the the infusion of talent? Why hasn't and, and draft picks or not? <clears throat> high draft picks or not? There had to have been a way for them to get younger than what they are. Yeah, exactly. And and, 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 and some of these guys go down, they're going to get exposed. Mm-hmm. Like the coach, coach could definitely be a team that, that again, ends up in the, in, in, in the bottom of the division. Yeah. Uh, and look, if anybody said, thinks I'm wrong, <laughs> they can look at this roster and tell me how they see nine or ten wins from this roster, especially when you compare it to the other AFC South teams. Because let's not even talk about, like, the, the out-of-division game. Just look in the division. The, the division itself is going to be hard as hell this year. Yeah. So you just look at the division itself. Tell me how they're going to get the nine or ten wins. Yeah. I'll wait. <laughs> well, and that was always – I mean, and that was always the thing. I mean, you know, the, you look at their 11-win records. I mean, that was always – you know, they, they were always good it. for a few on the AFC South. They feasted on their own division, and, and their feast, I think, is going to end this year. Yeah. It's funny. I, you know, you just we talked about, mentioned the quarterbacks in this division and just up and down how every team now, it could be one of the better quarterback divisions, but, man, it's it's the division with coaching questions all up and down it, too. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Mike or, Malarkey. I mean, Mike I Malarkey. I mean, I like Pajano, but I mean, you, you know, you kind of wonder sometimes if maybe that guy's didn't max out at defensive coordinator. You know, it's but we'll, well see. Look, when they was really on was when they had uh, the guy who's now coaching in Arizona. Arians, right? yeah. Arians, and now Arians goes out to Arizona, and Arizona is rolling the Colts. Yeah, so much. And and, and uh, like you said, I like Pagano too. And of course, he was a a, a great story because he survived uh, uh, cancer and came back and, and coached again. But mm-hmm. at the end of the day, a lot of question marks there. Yeah. Well, and we can't. I mean, he he's a product of the uh, fine Wyoming university system, so <laughs> I know he's got a great education on. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Well, I, you know, and it's just nice, though, for the first time in how many freaking years can we actually say that the AFC South is going to be fun to watch? Really and truly. I, it, 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 I have to pinch myself every day when I think about it. <laughs> like, seriously, the, the Jacksonville Jaguars, Jaguars Twitter is going to be able to talk shit this year, I think. And it's probably going to be weak for them. I, I, like, instead of being so defensive, they actually might be in a position – to talk shit on Sunday. It, it ought to be fun. I'm going to have to unblock all the Jaguars' Twitter, I guess. Yeah, I'm not going that far. 
<laughs> I'm not going quite that far. But I look, I'll be on the lookout for it, but I ain't uh, no. Because <laughs> look, as bad as as bad as those guys were when they were losing, I can't even imagine how crazy they're gonna be if they start winning. Uh, it'll be insufferable. Insufferable. Oh, man. man, they were who was it? Man, they jumped all over somebody's ass the other day because there's just some sort of simple mistake in a player name or something like that. Oh, man, I felt so bad for the guy. <laughs> There's no such thing as a simple mistake when it comes to dad Twitter, right? <laughs> like, everything is DEFCON 1. Code <laughs> oh, It's the FSU Twitter of, of the NFL. I told somebody the other day, you better not bring up uh, tarts. When, when it comes to the Jazz, they're oh, going to light you oh, up no. fire. fire. <laughs> You'll be deleting like your account if you do that. <laughs> either that or you're going to, like, you have to turn your account private so can't nobody see the tweets. <laughs> just yet another thing to watch this season. It's going to be a great season. Already, like I said, I'm just, I'm kind of ready for it. I'm, like, I'm not ready to all the stuff I got on the list, to-do list between now and then, but I'm ready for it to begin nevertheless. Oh, absolutely. It's just, this is one of those years, I think, and it's not just indicative of the AFC South. I think this is one of those years where there's so many question marks across the league. Yeah. That it's going to be a fun season. You even talk about the Patriots, who are the model of consistency, right? But now Brady is going to be out the first four games. Now there's a lot of crazy shit going on with the offensive line. You know, Deion Lewis is hurt. Deion Lewis is hurt. They just traded uh, the, the guy who used Stork. to be their start center. So even teams like that, man, maybe the only team that uh, it, it will be, you know, kind of looks like they're going to be uh, stable uh, is the, the Carolina Panthers, which is actually unusual, again, because normally the Super Bowl loser really falls off the next year, right? Yeah. So it, there's so much about this season that seems like it's going to be uh, different, like yeah. just, you know, just uh, unpredictable. So that's, that's what I'm looking for as much as anything. It just there's so many teams that, that, that were bad for a long time and all of a sudden they're making it look like they're going to be making a jump. But yeah. they have to go out there and do it, can't just do it on paper. And there's other teams that have been up top, like <clears throat> – the Broncos, and now they're you know they're moving into a new era uh, with the new quarterback, and you just don't know how they're gonna do. Yeah, so we'll see. Yeah, it, it, it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It's a, uh, it's all. Oh, I can't believe it. Oh, before we get off of here, oh, uh, it looks like I, I wonder is this Joy Bosa's mom who just retweeted one of our? Uh, it was. Uh, she retweeted Lewis's article from this morning. Yeah, the, the Chargers. I've always so been trash. Awesome. That's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, because that's the title. The charges were petty and terrible even before the draft. <laughs> How awesome is that? Well, somebody's somebody's got to be the voice of reason out there with the media narrative lining up against Joey Bosa. So I'm proud it was us. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> that is Oh, and it uh, looks like Drew Rosenhaus's uh, director of PR just followed us, too, on the NFL Twitter account. So maybe we'll be hearing some more soon. <laughs> Let's see. <laughs> All right, Stephen. Uh, 
Just well, more news. Marquevious Mingo just got traded to the Patriots. Holy shit. Yeah. Man. So. Well, that's interesting. It is. The Browns, they get what? A, I wonder what. The Browns collecting picks. Hey, man, they're going to have like 157 picks by next year. They're going to need it. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> they are going to need it. Man, all right, that's a that's a good one. We should uh, we will next week we'll start tackling the NFC and and we'll see what uh, uh what news breaks uh, between now and then. Can't wait. Okay.